Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Wow! Pro Wrestling! Yep. Welcome to Tim Joel calling in the ring. What's up? That's it, eh? That's, that's the intro? That's, I don't know. I don't know. I'm tired, man. <laughs> so tired. Why are we? T- why are you tired? It's not like not like we were out late last night. Oh, we were out late last night. We were we were watching the pro wrestling at the uh, Greek Town wrestling. That's right. We went to Greek Town. Yeah. You know what that means, Tim? No. I got to throw up the the Greek Town <gasps> overlay. It switches Whoa. over. Oh, ba 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 That's right. We're not going to talk about Greek Town the entire time, but I do want to talk about the show. I do want to talk about the experience, and I want to welcome everyone. Hello, good to see you. How are you? Chat. Hello. Hi. Hi. If you're listening in the audio realm, hey, good to hear you. I like you. You're pretty all right. Anyway, you can leave us a thumbs up here on the video because, you know, it helps us. Gets us out there. You can share the link to all your friends to come and watch us. Tim and Joel call in the ring every Sunday at noon Eastern here on Pipe Over Books. You can leave a comment because uh, if you're watching after the fact, maybe you got some opinions on what we're going to talk about. And that's cool. We'll listen you to might. you as long as you're not abrasive. And uh, subscribe to Pipe Over Book because we're, uh, we're working. We're working, brother. You can also send us a super chat. Support us here. That's helpful. That's super helpful. Little dollar oh, sign, helpful. bottom of the screen. Any question, any statement, get it read on the air if you've got some money to give and to support us here. Um, and the Overbooked Discord. We have that. Go uh, go, go join the Discord. There's a link in the description. Don't tell Sean. It doesn't exist. So, Greek Town Wrestling. Mm. Uh, we went in with no expectation because the last few shows that we've gone to they've been at different uh venues and they've brought in the likes of bret hart they brought yep. in eddie kingston yep. this time it was a calamity of errors that <laughs> eventually got them to where they were uh originally it was supposed to be godfather and then godfather couldn't make it for whatever reason so they said we're gonna get uh billy gunn fresh off of his big night on dynamite against swerve and the billy gunn three days out couldn't make it either yeah, that was, yeah, I wonder what happened with that. It was very curious. Either way, there was a make good, and uh, they brought in I, what I think. I mean, Channing told me, you know, failing upwards was kind of how he put it. Pretty uh, Channing Decker, who is the the promoter and also Greektown champion for uh, for Greektown Wrestling. And he said to me, um, yeah, fall, kind of falling upwards because they got Wardlow, the TNT champion. Much better. And <laughs> I made for a much better time. So uh, Wardlow was there. Uh, he he was in the main event segment where he just kind of power bombed a bunch of people, got yeah. got physical, had fun. Uh, Wardlow's also worked a Greek town as well before he went over to AEW, so it was yeah. kind of a homecoming for him. It was really nice. Um, you and I we got a chance to interview Wardlow for for Fightful, so that's going to hopefully come out eventually. Uh, but keep an eye out. He, we had a really fun conversation um, later on today. I'm going to go for a walk with my kid, and uh, we're going to go to Toys R Us. And I'm going to look for the Wardlow figure just for Wardlow himself because he nice. wants to see. Here, here's your scoop. One of the scoops from the interview. Wardlow <laughs> wants to see a, um, a, a, a fig, one of his figures in a Toys R Us. So I'll be looking for that. Very thing, specific. I wanna, uh, yes, very specific. I want to I fulfill the scoop. Uh, but yeah, it was a good show. Uh, Tim, tell, tell me, what did uh, what'd you like? Because we went back to the church basement this time. 
Yeah, great setup. It, it 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 looked awesome. There's a chain link fence in this church gym, which is hilarious and looks real hardcore. Um, they laid it out really, really well. Just the lighting was sp- like way, way strong, like just perfect. Everything was edgy. Uh, nice mat, nice ring. They put down mats. There was uh, uh, barriers that looked intimidating as hell. If I was a yeah. wrestler, I'd be scared but they all did super super admirably in there um what 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 was the best giselle shaw versus sunny kiss oh my god like so good so good like very very impressed with those two that was uh quite the showing like just just tremendous the other thing that was really kind of novel and and super strong was the whole front half of the show had a through thread like they have a faction of heels uh consisted of the main event trent gibson and sunny kiss and they were just kind of running the show for the first half before the intermission. And we went through each match as they called out people, you know, people came out to confront them. And they pretty, I think they picked up the victories for, you know, most of them, if not all of the matches they had. I think they lost the tag match because Halal, Beef yeah, 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 Halal, Halal Beefcake was defeated by the main event. Who, yeah. by the way, we every time we talk about main event, every time we talk about and see them, um, they're two guys who are so ready for the big time yeah because they, they are just like, too they've dialed it in yeah they're also like very sweet <laughs> it's very funny yeah, it's absolutely yeah uh but yeah so so uh the, so the, the big overarching thread has been that trent gibson and jock sampson so jock sampson's a good guy and and uh trent gibson's the bad guy um trent has been trying to get jock to retire by having all these career-threatening matches and this started months ago but like i'm talking the first show back from the pandemic yeah back in like march maybe may either way it was uh yeah it it was quite a few months ago so they've been running all these different different angles to get there and uh, they've included main event to team up with trent gibson and then you had halal beefcake uh team up with uh jock sampson recently and now sunny kiss aligned herself with uh with trent and um sorry and main event so that was really cool. And then Giselle ended up just having a match. So she basically joined up with Jock's side. It was really well done. Like Tim said, it was a good through thread. It was really fun stuff. Yeah. Um, I see Mike in the chat uh, saying Jock Sampson's a great heel name. So he was a heel. He was yeah. a great heel. Him and RJ City were working together like as a tag team for one show. And uh, yeah, Jock, Jock just got over with everyone. Like if you look up Jock Sampson, you'll see like he's this big dude from Southern Ohio He's like a wife and kid, just like white meat baby face, but he's also kind of a prick. If you like have him as a heel, he's, he's really good. He, yeah. So, he does both quite effectively. Yeah. Um, yeah, he got a, he's got a banger of a theme song. He's got a banger of a look. Uh, he comes out, he's got a jacket. He's the king of the one night stand. <laughs> so it's good. Just, it's very good. Yeah. It's a good gimmick and a great Ta-da, name. Doc. Yeah. Just a banger name. Very believable, but still like rock solid. So Jock will uh, continue wrestling. He won his career-threatening match at this event. Uh, and I told him that next time that Greek Town is running in Toronto, which will be in December, they run every other month, uh, we're going to try and uh, and have a chat. We're going to try and do an interview because I think some people should get their eyes on Jock Sampson. He is wildly entertaining and just uh, overall just a really fun guy. Yeah. Yeah. So that was... The entire first half was that through thread that you were talking about, Tim. It was really good. Was and we kind of sat there being like, holy shit. Like they, they've never done something like this where all the matches worked well together in tandem and all the wrestlers involved were part of the story. It was really, really good stuff. 
Yeah, A plus indie booking. Really, really great. Uh, and then what happens next? They come back. Uh, they come back from the break. I'm on, sorry, Caden. I'm on the left right now because Greek Town. This is the overlay I made. <laughs> yeah. For for the audio watching, mix it up. Switch <laughs> I'll switch back when we get into the other stuff. Uh, we ended the second half. Uh, how did we open up the second half? They did. Uh, oh, Kevin Blackwood showed up. Kevin Blackwood showed up and uh, lost to someone. I don't. I didn't even catch his name. Unfortunately, do you have? It? I missed it. I know I missed his name because we were we were packing up from our interview stuff. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Kevin Blackwood, like great showing tremendous strikes if, if if anyone hasn't seen kevin blackwood like very solid striker uh and then he to lose took a package pile driver in which i thought he died uh <laughs> it was terrifying but he was seemingly fine you know minus some oh, oh my neck ow but yeah it was it was very good match like and then out of nowhere wasn't announced he was just in town. Yeah. So, so um, without pulling the curtain back too much, Kevin is working at Destiny Wrestling in Mississauga today. Uh, I think he's in a four-way main event for the title that includes Josh Alexander, Aiden Prince, and KB. And I forget who the third guy is, but or the fourth guy. Either way, uh, so that, that looks like it's going to be a fun match. But he's here. Uh, KB is originally from Buffalo, but recently moved out to LA. So apparently, this was his first time back in Canada since the pandemic. Uh, which is wild to think about, or at least his yeah. first time back in Greek town since like the last time they ran the church, which was before the pandemic. Uh, it was good to see him. It was really, really fun to watch him wrestle again. Some of you may know Kevin Blackwood. Uh, he's been on, on AW dark. He's also appeared on LA fights, which is a GCW, uh, uh, program so uh go go ahead go find them go find those shows go find kevin blackwood because he is just an excellent wrestler uh so they went into that and what happens after that what happens after after that i think they it was puff pop. and Ghostface. <laughs> so for the last few months they've been running these these things where like ghost face comes out and like it makes no sense <laughs> I, yeah i don't know why ghost face is there and we were clowning on it the whole time uh, and then they did a match with Puff and Ghostface, where the match was all about a knife. It was all yeah. about stabbing people. For those who don't know Puff, he is a big dude. Big he's been on he's been on Dynamite. He's been on on AEW programming. Go check him out. Uh, P U F. That's how you spell it. And uh, Puff is just just so much fun and so entertaining. So he comes out, does this match with uh, with Ghostface Killer. Or whatever it is, just ghost face. I think it's just ghost faced. Yeah, it's 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 the stoned ghost face mask from a scary movie. Yes, <laughs> specifically like pretty much copyright infringement. Dude's Very having funny. trouble keeping the mask on, but yeah, it was yeah, fine. It was a good comedy match. Like it was all like knife dodging. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, they go onto the ring and it's the rings rattling around like a, you know, like a cartoon. They're fighting in the dust cloud, that type of thing. Puff crawls out a little bit and then just to get pulled back in by Ghostface, who might have been one third of his size, like in terms of weight. <laughs> so yes. very funny. Uh, and then Puff stabs Ghostface in the neck and choke slams him for the victory. <laughs> First time in wrestling history that someone used the knife successfully. Just and actually right in that neck just deep it's very slow right in and then they drag ghost face out yes it's just ghost face not ghost face killer that was just me forgetting the name uh <laughs> they drag ghost face out puff is victorious the reign of ghost face has ended fine by me very entertaining 
uh hey it's how it's almost halloween so it's a good introduction a good match to have puffin is halloween gear by the way yeah yeah chef's kiss love it uh and then this was a really okay this is a really interesting match so silesia sparks who is uh she's a woman wrestler who has been uh, involved at super kicked a lot which is another promotion in toronto that tim is very uh, actively aware of um she faced off against bupinder gujar who some of you may know from impact wrestling Gujar is very much like a white meat baby face in Impact and was as well in Greektown up yeah. until last night. This was a really cool match because the match, it was one of the typical, like, I don't want to fight you. I'm the guy. You. I don't want to hit you. You're a woman type of thing. But then it turned into this whole, like, absurd beat up match between the two of them. They put on a really, really good match. Um, Bupinder Gujar gets the win off the gargoyle spear. And Silesia takes it like a champ. Yeah, it looks so pretty good. brutal. <laughs> yeah, she was wonderful. She got him up for, and, and again, Gujar is a big dude. Like he is probably about six four. He's he's jacked. He's in good shape. Um, and she got him up at one point for a suplex, and I Almost was like, oh, suplex. yeah, no follow through, but like up, up. Yeah, it was, got it him was up wild. Like... Yeah, so it's a good match. Uh, is there anything you want to add to that, uh, Silesia Sparks and uh, and Gujar? No, they both came out of that looking phenomenal. Like, just both very, very good. Very talented wrestlers. If this is where we go with Gujar, that he's turning heel, I'm all for it. <laughs> and the fact that he has been... He's been the guy in the pre-main event slot at Greektown. He's been the guy who has the match before Channing Decker, who is the Greektown champion, has his matches. Yeah. Tim, I'm starting to think that we know who's going to be next in line for the Greek Town Championship. But first, we're not going to get there yet. Mance Warner came to town, came out to Simple Man, as he does, and uh, had a match with Channing Decker, who is a Greek Town Champion. He is flanked by Bill Alfonso, Fonzie. Some of you may recognize that name from ECW, because if there's one thing Channing Decker and Greek Town do, they are ECW loyalists. And uh, next thing you know, they have a hardcore match. And so I'll shout out our friend Mel Coleman, who uh, is on Twitter at Mel Coleman Art. She came and, and hung out with us for, for the second half of the show. And we took a bet. Now, Mr. Uh, Mr. Channing Decker has a propensity for, for violence and bleeding. Tim, what happened? Well, we discussed when Channing might commence bleeding uh they they had a little little mic off mance was very polite at first i wanted to shake some hands uh very complimentary to the city and the audience um all the while i'm preparing the stopwatch <laughs> for when the bell rings uh i believe there were discussions of around the 10 minute mark yep. uh mel had mentioned something like less 90 than, seconds yeah 90 seconds um mance shakes fozzy fonzie's hand and then goes to shake uh chatting's who is hesitant he is not he, he he feels like there's something up so he's he's very hesitant to shake that hand and then of course the second he does uh mance warner spikes him in the skull with a microphone mm -hmm. very, mm -hmm. very sharp object the microphone yeah. Um, Channing rolls to the floor. <laughs> the bell rings. I start the timer. Channing stands up from the floor. 
Less than 30 seconds. There's blood. <laughs> 10 damn seconds. <laughs> it was something else. Channing Decker yeah. setting a world record for bleeding in a match. 10 seconds. Not 10 minutes. 10 damn seconds. He then proceeded to bleed profusely for at least 10 minutes because it kept coming. <laughs> it was yes, a bloody affair. Yes. So anyway, uh, in that time, we were working on other stuff. By the way, uh, speaking of interviews, I picked up one with Giselle Shaw. Uh, She was wonderful. She was so much fun. Looking forward to putting that up on Fightful uh, very soon. But uh, we had a really nice chat, so hopefully you'll be able to catch that soon. And uh, yeah, then uh, Channing defeated Mance Warner, and had they the two of them had a good match, a hardcore match, because of course they would. And then they did a, a, a whole spot where main event came out, Trent Gibson came out, all the all the heels come out, and then out comes Wardlow. Wardlow is here to basically powerbomb everybody, and he does. <laughs> that was the <laughs> segment the listed as a powerbomb symphony. So yeah, he, he, he conducted one. There you go. So Wardlow comes out, power bombs everyone, and then holds the TNT title up high, and then holds the, uh, he he's with Channing, so they hold the the Greek Town title up high, and uh, send the crowd home happy, which everyone was because the show was really fun. It was really good. Uh, we tend to really enjoy Greek Town, and I think yeah. this time it was a return to form after yeah, being solid. away from the home base for so long. This this was different, and this was really nice. I enjoyed the show a lot. Same. Yeah. So that's Greek Town. I, I think it was a I think it was a good time. I think overall we'll be going back in December. Uh we hope to see you there. But uh let's let's talk about all the other wrestling. You want to do that? Oh, I suppose. All right. We'll go back to the wrestling. original overlay that people are used to. How's that? Hi. Are y'all happy? Now? There we go. Comfy. So where do you want to start? I went to Dynamite on Wednesday. We could talk about Ron Smackdown. We could talk about Bray the Wyatt Bray cult Wyatt. leader man. You want to start with Bray? Let's start no. Raw. All right, let's talk about Raw. There, I mean, listen, <laughs> what really happened on Raw? Uh, lots of stuff, lots of fun stuff. Uh, the DX reunion? Well, that was fine. I, that was a weird way to end the show, I can tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> it was, you know, necessary. I understand. Whatever. They did the thing. They didn't overstay. It wasn't a long segment. The, the opening sketch thing was funnier than... It is good. They just went out and did the the taglines, which was like the catchphrases. Out, I was yeah. like, okay, yeah, whatever, that's fine. Again, weird to end the show with it, but a big show overall. What do you mean? What happened on Raw? Big shit happened. It was a big, know. big it was show. Six days ago, I barely remember what happened oh, yesterday. Man. All right, well, here's what happened. Uh, See, Seth, six days ago, Seth Rollins won the North America or the, uh, oh, the North US American title. Jesus. Down to NXT. Uh, Seth Rollins won the U.S. Championship. That's the, sorry. Get, that's get the out. only North get American out of champion <laughs> for me. Yeah. So Seth Rollins wins after Brock Lesnar returns and inex- oh, yeah, that was inexplicably beats the crap out of Bobby Lashley just for no reason. Okay, so it's not completely inexplicable. Okay. Um, you know they 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 wanted their match. They've had one match, and let's face it, like it's going to be in Saudi, and that's fine because. Saudi is just a payday for Brock, and you got to justify his his value. Uh, and on top of that, Bobby having another match with Brock, pretty good. I yep. think they I think they need that, and it's going to be probably they'll do it one more time after this. But uh, yeah, Brock getting the win in Saudi is basically the way to go because yeah. Brock's eaten a bunch of losses lately, and then it's time to build him back up for whatever he's going to do at WrestleMania. Uh, no, no harm, no foul. Bobby can pick up a bunch of wins on the way to Saudi after dropping the United States championship. He'll probably have another match against, I don't know, Mustafa Ali. Maybe he'll have a rematch against Seth and lose. 
uh, or it'll be a DQ because Brock will show up, whatever it is. It works for me. Again, the Saudi shows are so outside of canon yeah. that they got to find a way to make it people give a shit about it. It's fine. So that's good. Brock's back doing his Brock bit. Going to wrestle Bobby. Everyone likes that. Um, that's the right use of him. I think they've built it fine. That was a good way to get Seth the title, which I think is, is a cool move. Cool idea. We'll see where that goes. Yeah. Uh, I guess the other return that's pretty important is uh, the Good Brothers. Yeah, AJ brought his boys back. So the OC are back. Gals and Anderson, the club, whatever you want to say. The club on rye with uh, mayo and mustard. Uh, I'm very hungry. I haven't. Yeah, same. That sounds very good. I would love that. If anyone wants to get me a club, uh, just let me know. We can DoorDash that. Anyway, uh, so (laughs) Gals and Anderson are back. And of course, never open weight champion Carl Anderson (laughs) without the title. And that's the first thing everyone asks that knows about New Japan stuff. Uh, Turns out that... uh, Good Brothers were working on kind of a handshake deal with New Japan, as reported by Fightful Select, and uh, they're open to having the Good Brothers work the dome as WWE. Listen, I've said this before. This thing with Tony and with Triple H, I think it's a lot more personal than people understand it to be. That's dumb. <laughs> no, in business, like from a business perspective, it makes sense. Because if you're Paul Levesque and you were basically cast aside by your father-in-law and you were you know you you went to the hospital like you had clowned upon even at wrestlemania i would say yeah like just mistreated in so many ways not just by your father-in-law but also just by like by what was going on with the the aw versus nxt the wednesday night wars bs the point is like triple h lost a lot out of that a lot of confidence from his internal work i think for him it's a little more personal and I think when this the reporting way back of the whole, you know, Tony Khan wants to work with New Japan, wants to work with everyone. And then there was the report once upon a time that WWE and New Japan wanted to work together. I think Triple H kind of looked at it and said, well, here's my chance. He brought back the boys. Rocky is the guy. Rocky Romero is the guy in New Japan USA. And now there's an opportunity for Triple H to get on the good side of the office in new japan usa and therefore transition maybe to a deal with new japan in japan their travel restrictions are being lifted there's an opportunity there i'm not saying we're going to do some forbidden door supercard but i'm saying maybe there's chance for challenge to do things in new japan here and there i wouldn't be against it i think it's a huge win for new japan if they can get something in the u.s get some more eyes on their product why not that sounds cool. Very into it. Carl Anderson still has to drop that never open weight title, though. Yeah, that he does have to do. He's got a match against Hikaleo in like three weeks. Apparently, he's still going to be doing that match. So, again, they're letting him fulfill his uh, his dates before making his WWE full-time work, whatever that means. Um, but, yeah, I just I really do think that there's a certain amount of like F-U-T-K coming from the Paul of X side of things. And that's okay. I That's business, baby. That's just the way it goes. And uh, if that becomes like a, a new, a new opportunity for new Japan and WWE, I'm all for it. Look, I'm just happy that someone whose daddy did all of the heavy lifting at the start. <laughs> isn't in charge of anything. So like, I don't know. I'll go triple H. Like he actually, mm-hmm. you know, was he born rich? Do you know, I can't seem to find. No, it. I don't think so. I think he it was like pretty- a regular person. 
Yeah. So huzzah, you know, not to discount Vince McMahon did change things like, but I don't know. It started from a uh, a different place, whereas Triple H, uh, it was better for me. The narrative was always that Vince grew up poor. And, yeah, um, I, I later know on that. in life, right? Uh, which yeah. is which is fine, but it's not starting from nothing because your dad owned it. Like, well, yeah, he bought he bought it, bought the business from his dad, and then yeah. did the, the the whole global thing and took and closed a bunch of territories down, bought them out, yada yada yada. No, but I got it with with Triple H. Yeah, but, like, and, yeah, and I'm and I'm a lean on it. Like, I'm no big fan of TK. Like, I don't give a crap. Like, you know, a billionaire's son. Like, it's fine. I'm I'm very solidly like I would love EEW to thrive or AEW to thrive. Like, absolutely, and I love a lot of the talent on there. It's just like. You know, I don't I don't admire most of these people. Like I don't I'm not in love with bloody TK. I don't think he's like the most amazing booking mind in the world. I right. I would like Triple H to succeed, and I think that this new era is good and he has all these resources that he can leverage. And uh, like if he's willing to work with other companies, I think that's good for everyone. And if he can't like takes that personally and can't figure out a way forward, that's just petty to me. I don't know. Yeah, there's a certain amount of ego that needs to be put aside yeah. when doing this thing. And uh, it, if you can't do it, then you might just end up uh, without a job. And I don't want anyone to close down. I don't want anyone to no. lose their job in this case, unless they flat out just plain suck uh, or just are not good people. But in this case, nobody's proven to me that they're not. So yeah. I want to see this thrive. I want to see AEW succeed. That's why I went to Dynamite. I want to see WWE succeed. That's why you and I went to Raw. I yeah. want to see the the indies succeed. That's why we go to Superkick. That's why we go to Greek Town. That's why we go to as many indies as we can when we can, because we want to see wrestling thrive. Yeah. Anyway, so the Good Brothers are back, and it's a good deal because I'm very excited to see Judgment Day move away from Edge and from Rey Mysterio, and we'll talk about the Rey stuff later uh, when we talk about SmackDown, but I'm good to see the OC, the OGs, whatever you want to call them, taking on Judgment Day. How do you feel about it? Yeah, it's fun. It's fine. I like that Finn Balor has leaned into being lame as shit. Yes. Like that that is now his gimmick for this, which is is pretty funny. Like it, it, I don't know. There's something to it. Like, one, day, one day he'll be a good fodder. He's too legit to quit and so yes. it's just like wow. Okay, you know what you've done. <laughs> oh god. What else happened on this show? There was a uh, oh Maurice and Miz yeah. and Dr. Loomis. Hey, I Dr. Loomis, the pacing, like his timing on that whole segment was so good. Like just walking over in the slope, <laughs> piercing of the balls, and then the, the eat that cake, eat that cake. Yes, by the way. Place. I hope that wasn't audible because it was absolutely perfect. I'm just, just it's a good crowd. thing it was edible cake and <laughs> not just like cardboard. Could you imagine if he had cut a piece and he was like, oh, God, this isn't a real cake. Oh. <laughs> it's made out of plastic. <laughs> yeah. It's edible plastics. No, it was really fun. Uh, I like that stuff. Listen, the stupid balls thing, as dumb as it is, it's if for a segment like this, it's perfect. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I said on Twitter, I was like, this segment's bought, brought to you by Midlife Crisis. But uh, these two, when Miz and Maurice are together, it's just the best. Oh, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the two of them, it's it's super great. Like every time he's there and she's not, it's a little bit disappointing. Like <laughs> He cut that cake so perfectly. It was a good knife. He, he knows was... how to keep a good knife. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, Maurice was able to get some of the cake on her despite missing it initially. Uh, it was good. Listen, the, the, the segment just worked and it was fun. So why not enjoy it? Good time. Uh, 
we're all just working towards Marmiz versus Index. That's what I'm here for. We're gonna get there. Uh, I don't care about an Omos beatdown. Oh, I skipped it. I was just like, oh, this again, literally the exact same thing that's been happening for like several weeks. On yeah. to the next thing. And then, like, so they they opened up Smack. They opened up Raw. They did um, uh, the the Riddle asking for a title shot, and then we ended up getting Riddle versus Sami Zayn. Yeah. Again, Sami Zayn is just a, a, a god among wrestling men. Killing it. <laughs> Absolutely doing the best. But uh, what do you think of the match with Riddle and Sami Zayn? Is there is there more to come with Riddle and Bloodline, or was this just kind of a let's tell a story with Matt Riddle? I don't know. I really don't know. Like we could lean into that. I think that's an in, it's an interesting ish competitor after Logan, but like I don't, I don't know. Got other options. What do you do with Matt Riddle now? He's he won fight pit, so there's some sort of reason momentum, yeah. But then again, Seth Rollins is the US champion and he just lost fight pit. So does that make Riddle number one contender for the US championship at Saudi? He already did that. I don't want to I know we did. <laughs> um man i don't know i really don't know uh it'd be great if randy orton was nearing comeback time i i don't, yep. I don't know if he is or not but it's it would be very beneficial <laughs> to, to riddle's career i think so we're still i still think we're on the trajectory of doing roman versus sammy at yeah, royal rumble that's i think the the more reasonable thing especially with him losing to riddle right even though he was like do anything it takes to make sure my honorary Oost wins like yeah we're getting there um unfortunately one match that we won't see will be roman versus i thought Rey mysterio at day one mm. because we found out this morning that day one pay-per-view has been canceled yay it's not happening folks hated it anyway it's not being rescheduled (laughs) nothing's happening so basically there is nothing between whatever happens in december and then the royal rumble and the royal rumble's late january so who knows what what can we do with that decision (laughs) just have a really stacked episode of smackdown where roman defends the title i guess yeah you need to do that once in a while whether it pops a rating or just gets people interested i'm fine with that but uh no day one pay-per-view just found that out today i think that's uh I enjoyed day one, but you can't just day two cannot be day one. You can't just have it on like January 10th is day one. Well, no, technically that's day 10. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't know. And two pay-per-views in January and like, I don't know. It's not a great title for anything. It it doesn't. I don't know. It's not that exciting to me. Honestly, I think what you do is very simple. Smackdown and Raw, you have specials for their first show their first episode of the new year and you can just call that like raw day one smackdown day yeah. one and at least it makes sense in like some weird way where yeah. it's like day one of our calendar because smackdown is you know this is the first smackdown of the year whatever even though they just did the season premiere but you know there's a few months <laughs> honestly make day one the draft yeah see that would be cool like do that time because it's a new <laughs> it's a new year it would be a lot easier to just kind of keep mental track of that stuff like yeah, do do day one on January 10th. They call it day one-ish. Day one-ish. <laughs> That's the one I would do. Uh, you want to talk about SmackDown? Yeah, I guess. Uh, I mean, I, uh, the I only thing left on was the DX stuff. No, yeah, which we already covered. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. uh, you know what? I will touch on the DX stuff real quick. I thought for a lot of people who were expecting DX to be like laid out by somebody, Bray Wyatt or some heels. I sat there and I was just like, why would three out of four of those guys are on no the no contact, contact list? Yeah. 
why would you why would you do this what would, would that accomplish that? just to heal up someone like yeah, I and then someone know. replied to me it's like well, lights go down and when they come up everyone's laid out i'm like that's a pretty shitty way to no, get around the beat down satisfying like, yeah it's not satisfying at all so they came out they did their thing and honestly like it's 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 the the time it's it's the main event it's the third hour like people are already tuned out <laughs> you're fine don't worry about it yeah like it was it was i don't know i fell for true he's like i gotta catch my breath does it yes. and then delivers like a very weak <laughs> like, oh dear yeah he did his best it's hard where they're all old it, it worked just fine because they all acknowledged how goddamn old they all are yep uh okay smackdown let's talk about smackdown yeah we open up with carrying cross in a car accident hilarious and then drew mcintyre shows up and attacks cross so what what what's the deal is is carrying who did this to carrying cross and like why was drew so quickly there to pick up the pieces because well, he did it <laughs> but why would he do it i don't know because he's a dick he'll turn for Harry, or for uh for drew mcintyre but carrying cross is a dick and people uh, before people start saying like it was bray wyatt it was him that doesn't make why would that either why would that make a damage he's he's just he uses cars now that's it he's he's just a clown from twisted metal that's his gimmick like is, is braun Strowman? braun Strowman's, i guess considered a face maybe it's braun yeah. Strowman, and he couldn't flip the car so instead he was like getting him into an accident somehow okay we got a four uh uh fatal four-way with uh with carrying cross coming up yeah that was announced did i imagine Not that? exactly no? carrying well it was supposed to be in the, but later on he got pulled from it right the four-way oh man okay sorry he's I, talking I, about the intercontinental championship the number one contender yeah match? which we already ray won it yeah sorry yeah yeah cross um, was supposed to be in it and then they pulled him because of this car accident this car accident i don't know maybe it was ray <laughs> he'll turn maybe for ray he's ray. never done it <gasps> finally it's he's about pissed time off about his son he's taking his anger out on whoever he can get that's right i i, I don't know I, it's a it's an interesting whodunit because carrying cross is for all intents and purposes the bad guy yeah and normally the bad guy is not the one being put in a car accident scenario also wouldn't scarlet have foreseen this or something like what type of witch is she it's very hard to track i don't think she's a witch anymore i just think okay. she's just you know who, you, face. you know who could have figured this out for them apollo cruz because mm -hmm. he's having those visions of the future you probably could have figured out it was like chucky or some shit God, it is a Halloween. What's what's the next? Uh, we got Halloween ends out. Michael Myers in the mix. You never yep. get cars. There we go. Carrying Cross and the entire Halloween ends cast. Jesus. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. New Day come out, they have a match. What else? Well, they don't. Go <laughs> and Sammy's yeah, yeah, that's nice. The, the pre-match stuff in the backstage is just fantastic. Sami Zayn pulls out his phone, which is sitting on a desk off the camera, and it's Roman Reigns. And Roman Reigns is just like, you know, he doesn't say anything, but it's Sammy just just saying shit, you know, back and forth, you know, riffing with fake Roman. Uh, yeah, to talk to me. It was fun. It was good. And it's Jay's fine. just pissed. Always. Yeah. Uh, it's fine. And, and again, it's just helpful because 
Jay's just sitting there just seething. You know, it's an inside joke you wouldn't understand. So, uh, yeah, it, that's it. Puts down the phone, goes out, has his match. Uh, Sammy gets the win. I'm waiting for them to replay the Blue Thunder Bomb. Finally gets a win because it's been four years since they've done that. Been a while. I'm still, I'm still biting on it every time. I gotta say, you gotta do it. Who's he gonna? He's got to pin AJ Styles with it again. No, it's gonna be some fool. Why not? And then Rey Mysterio walks up to Triple H backstage, and he says, "I got to get away from my kid." Which I'm just like, "Wow, that's a, that's one hell of a statement." And then he's like, he's been a problem. (laughs) Yes. And he's like, I quit. And I'm like, well, that's even bigger problem. That's good. And Triple H is like, nah, no, let's talk about it. So we can work on that. There's no, the the, the brands are irrelevant at this point. Let's just move your ass over here. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, we're going to, we're going to move you over to SmackDown despite the fact that you've been on Raw. Oh, by the way, Omos was on the show today. And who else was on the show from another program? Like basically half of the raw roster showed up. Bailey, EOS guy, and Dakota Kai were there. Bailey is the only one who can't technically be there because of the roster split. But like, you know, hey, Ray Mysterio, you're going to be on SmackDown. Hooray! That's fine. Hooray. I think that's a nice refresh. Good way to break him away from it. I think it's just a quick, easy ride out. <laughs> like, yeah, but what's going to stop? What's going to stop Judgment Day from coming over to SmackDown? Good point. Not anyone can show up just sheer boredom on their part like it's just easy at this point to, to beat up Rey Mysterio why even like it's just, there's no sport in it I'm fine with this because later on in the night in the main event they do the fatal four-way crosses out Rey Mysterio beats oh my god who was in this match I'm forgetting it was Sheamus Ricochet Rey Mysterio and Solo Sokoa yeah uh, first of all Sheamus and Solo Sokoa when they matched up holy shit how good was that yeah, two guys that need to beat the shit out of each other. It's good stuff. Uh, Ray gets the win. Ray versus Gunter is great. Ray gets to get away from his son so that he can get the shit beat out of him by Gunter. Why not? It's very funny. <laughs> uh, as many people have pointed out, uh, Gunther's going to have to squat to chop him, which is very funny. I <laughs> uh, can't wait to see that. <laughs> or he's lift him up. Down. like just, yeah. just pull him up and to chop him. He's gonna Grab do. Him. He's gonna like lift. He's gonna throw him up into the air like I do with my kid. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, then yeah. instead of catching him, I'm just on the way slap. down. Just slap him. Yeah. <laughs> Ripple effect. Just break Can't everything. Wait. Oh my goodness. Uh. So Ray gets the win. I'm looking forward to Ray and Roman. I think that's something you can do. I originally said a day one, but since they're canceling that, do that as the first SmackDown of the yeah. new year. Yeah, kind of build Ray that way, and get him away from Judgment Day, which is what they're doing. You're you're gonna do Dom versus Ray, I assume at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, that seems correct. It'd be a waste I think, otherwise. So. I think that's where you go because it's been long enough, and there's enough of a story that eventually they'll be able to keep playing on to get people excited for it. Yeah, uh, and you've got opportunities for crossover, right? Like you have him dump his ass out of the Royal Rumble. Finally, you have him you do something at Survivor Series, maybe like yeah, it works for me. It'd be fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's most of smackdown we're going to talk about bray in a minute um yeah we have to talk about it don't we <laughs> it's okay i like it it's all good mansoir takes on la night yeah yeah comes out to a lukewarm reaction people don't really know him but piss off losers learn who he is uh i found out what the bft stands for in la night's finisher because wade barrett actually said blunt force trauma oh yeah, that makes yes. sense. That's good. Yeah, finally someone said it. Originally, I was like, big 
fucking thing? Because <laughs> <laughs> it looked like a nothing move, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, Blunt Force Trauma is the name of BFT, as we discovered. Uh, fine match, whatever. It, yes. LA Knight gets the in the gets the microphone afterwards and just cuts a heel promo on the fans in in New Orleans and just cements himself as a bad guy. Fine by me. Good. Uh, we need more baby faces on SmackDown. I think. Yes, we do though. Yeah. Yeah. I don't Isn't know what that they're going to uh... do. Just lean on. Well, yeah, I don't know. The one thing I'll criticize them that they haven't been doing is we we mentioned that they were setting up this like tag team expansion that mm-hmm. hasn't turned into shit. Like it really just hasn't. They had Los Lotharios and they had Hit Row and they had uh, Street Profits and you know all these people like coming around, floating around, being on the show, and it just hasn't turned into like a, a heated up tag team division viking raiders like there's lots of tag teams now but we're not seeing them like i don't know where are los lotharios right like it's just that's another dropped thread like it's one of those things that i keep complaining about with with pro wrestling like they're throwing stuff at the wall like on television rather than workshopping it off you know because it's their job workshopping it during the day and figuring out what are we doing? Is this going to hit? Is this actually good? Like, and then put it on TV, but they're just throwing stuff at the TV, seeing if it's any good and then walking away from it without any mention. Like LA Knights gets Los Lotharios in the divorce. That sounds awful. All right, let's do it then. Yeah. Like Zel- <laughs> we got Legado del Fantasma and Zelina Vega. Now Electra Lopez is out of the picture. Like, I don't I, What is happening? That one. I'm not a big fan of. I really love the God of Fantasma, and I do think that Electra Lopez was the secret sauce. She was well, great in her like, way. She was a secret yeah, sauce, yeah, yeah. but I understand why they did it with Selena. She yeah, is the yeah, much yeah. more well-known name. Here's an idea: have two women in a larger stable. Oh my God, who who could have thought that would be possible? Like I don't know. Yeah, she's just she's so little compared to them, and it looks so weird to me. So like, it does. I don't know. It, it's. I don't, I don't know, know what they're gonna do. Um, Damage Control took on the team of Roxanne from NXT, Raquel Rodriguez, and Shotzi. Uh, Bailey Kai and Sky get the win when Bailey gets Roxanne. Uh, some people were upset about this about Roxanne's first match being a loss. I loved it. I thought Bailey needed the win. Yeah. I don't think you need to have someone like Shotzi randomly take the pin because the bigger story is Bailey Roxanne the Cora Jade storyline, Cora Jade's got to find someone to face Roxanne and pick your poison. It's probably going to be Bailey and that'll happen on NXT. And that's fine. That's, that's what you want. And then Roxanne probably gets her win back on home turf. I think that is a wonderful story instead of being like, no, it's gotta be Roxanne gets the win. Cause it's her first night on SmackDown and they made her look stupid. She's no, but that's, 20 that's years like, old. If anything, the main reason why you would do it because it, she's not on the main roster. Shotzi's already been called up. Like, and like, why would Roxanne win a match against Bailey, who has you know accolades, years period? of experience? Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. I don't think it needed to be necessarily a six-person tag. But no, when I said get a like, that is a weird direction to me to put her in this match at all. Like, there were definitely other options, but. I think they want to get eyes on Roxanne and they also which want to keep fine. doing the crossover between NXT and, and main roster, which is fine. I want that. Uh, I just don't think you needed to do like, I, I don't think people needed to complain about Roxanne losing her match on, on main. Guess what? In two months, ain't nobody going to remember it. Yeah. Roxanne ain't coming up to the main roster anytime soon. And it's not like when she does in like, let's say a year, 
people are going to be like, oh, she's that girl who lost her match on yeah, SmackDown this is, one time. This is not the same as like Karrion Cross. <laughs> like, no, it's not, not the same at all. Like, they're going to put her in BDSM <laughs> gear. No. And they're going to get rid of whatever gets her over. I disagree, by the way, that uh, they've made Roxanne look stupid. I think she, I think she's, they made out to be a fan uh, who has worked hard to be in wrestling and she's going to just, you know, figure it out. That's the story of the baby face in WWE when they're young. Aw. Exactly. Face. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about it. Bray Wyatt comes out. They tease it at the top of the hour. They tease it at the second hour. <laughs> they show you the, the extreme rules replay. They teased it on Raw, where they're they like, Ray Wyatt returns. We're going to relive it tonight. <laughs> like, relive it. We're going to show you the entire seven minutes. Yeah. Anyway, Bray comes out. He's got new music by Orange, whatever the hell they're called. Code, Code Orange. Orange. And it's very whiny. It's like they said, Blink-182 came back together. Can you make a song that sounds like Blink-182, but more emo? And Code Orange is like, yeah, I got you. And, and I that's how we got this. I liked the Fiends one, despite Code Orange, not because of them, but like the Fiends one was good. Very this, whiny. This one, I don't, I don't know. Anyway, not great. I don't. I don't like it. I don't like. It. And I'm normally no, it's, like, let me listen to it a few times before I make my judgment. This time I was like, it was an immediate like visceral yeah. no, which and it sucks because like the last two themes, excellent. Like yeah. act like. The last Bray's last two themes might be the only wrestling music I've searched out yeah. since since I was like 14 years old. Like yeah. they're the first ones I was like, yeah, you know what? These songs are, are fun to listen to. And like, but it was a slow like the first first one that wasn't Code Orange by far the best. Oh yeah, but, that and he found that guy. Bray found that yeah, guy's music and was God. like, I want him, and he did a great job. Yeah, he really did. So <laughs> but, anyway. He comes out, they do the uh, kick down the door, and Bray comes out, and he's just, just Bray. Just, just Bray. Out. Black jeans, black shirt, got the lantern, gets into the ring. Uh, fans are super hyped, which I get, because it was uh, a hell of a moment. And he comes out, and he he gives this very uh, passionate, feels like, Kate, feels, feels, feels like he's breaking the fourth wall type of speech. It starts that way. It mm -hmm. starts that way, I'd say. Said um, you all saved my life. You yeah. wouldn't leave me alone when I left. Lost Tried to run away and hide, but you were there this, and yeah. you found me. All this stuff. Tim. And then he transitions to when he's talking about like them, like him and them and like what he's bringing. And it's like, oh, that's getting pretty culty. <laughs> like this is getting pretty culty. <laughs> the story here is very much Bray versus himself. But the problem is, you have to have the fans pick a side. And Bray, this Bray that you saw on SmackDown, is a cult leader who has a ton of followers because he's charismatic, yeah. because he can talk you into the room and make you feel very secure. He's got a very good false sense of security on him. And this was really, really well done. I'm, I'm very impressed. Remember, when, like, I was very skeptical, cautiously optimistic, because some of the... Some of the nods in the in the rabbit hole stuff was a bit like corny. Um, nothing about this segment made me feel that way. He came out and it was like it was unsettling because it was very genuine off the top. And then the blubbering got a little bit strange to me. Yes. 
And I was like, there's something going, he's doing something. And it felt like one of like, a, like rather than this swamp cartoon character cult leader, this was more like modern day kind of Nexium kind of that, that like that type of vibe. So I was, I was very curious about that. And like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm very, it seems very, very high potential. Your feelings towards this whole why it's six means that there are six people under masks no. that are going to. I don't care at all about that. I don't. Do you I think, don't. Do you think that is the case, or do you think that that's just people making up things? Just I don't think I've been given anywhere near enough information to even begin to guess at that, and I think it's silly to speculate on that number because, like, is it being featured? I haven't seen. Have I have I seen the six? In programming, people keep showing the moth when they mention that. And I don't see, is there a six in there somewhere that I'm missing? Couldn't tell you. There's there's a whole lot of stuff. So this is this is like the good and the bad of the character is that there are a lot of layers. And for yeah, those yeah, who will yeah. go diving for it, like they'll find it. Unfortunately, if you can't give some of those layers up and make them more apparent, some of the stuff gets lost in translation. So good example of that. Yeah. Uh, they did the um, the segment with Liv and Sony Deville and lived uh, on SmackDown, where Liv climbed that uh, scaffold and then did the the thing. By the way, she's the Joker. Okay, she, she's 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 the Joker now. That's that's her character. That's so anyway, <laughs> in the background, someone pointed out that if you look, there's the Wyatt logo on one of the road cases and a hooded figure that looks like. Either it was the Fiend figure or it was the uh, Sister Abigail figure looking at the sign. Could have been a could have been a, a shadow. It could have been nothing. But that's something that people are now looking for because stuff was happening backstage in segments and in the backgrounds that they have to pay attention to it. Good thing, bad thing. Like the, again, you have to start drawing more attention to it on the forefront to make people think about it as a potential, you know, uh, as a possibility. Yeah, okay. Well, what I don't mind about this is if they do a slow burn in terms of adding all the people, that's fine. Like, you know, fill out your world. Like, that's all you need to do with that. Um, the sixth thing, what I'll say is like, look, if it turns out to be that, I'm not complaining. I think, like, he, he has to have a faction, in my opinion. Like, he needs to be a leader with a group of people because that is his that is his biggest strength. Like that is where he shines. And this is the easiest way to keep him the hell away from any titles. Um, so I think that's really interesting and compelling to me. Uh, I'm hoping that I, I don't care if there's six people or five people. I think six is, is like a big faction for wrestling, which that's like, you know, I have no complaints about that. If they can do that effectively, gets five other people over, six other I don't even know, you know, if you count the leader or not. But like five or six other people get put over off of his, you know, creative talent, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got no complaints about it. So there's a lot of possibility of where you can go with this. I'm I'm wondering, like many are, who's his first opponent? I hope it's not carrying cross. I Hell no. No, 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 no. Um, if anything, I hope Cross and Bray team up together and work together. But um, we're gonna see. We're we're gonna we're gonna go down whatever that rabbit hole really is. And if the idea right now is Bray versus himself, and this Bray that we saw in the ring loses himself completely to the person on the screen that has that that really cool mask that every time I see it, I think about Crash Bandicoot. You know the guy. You know you know yeah, the character. Yeah, yeah. 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 When you get the the invincibility, yeah, he's that guy. 
the yeah, it, it looks like a lot of things. It's very funny. But I, I, I'm curious about that because that would also be cool because he's done interesting video package stuff. And I kind of have some confidence that that could be done well. And that's a good reintroduction without having to give him an opponent right off the bat. Um, and it eases him into whatever his final character is going to be. Um, I like the what the video package that cut to was really interesting and wasn't filled with the same like corny cliches and illusions that that the rabbit hole stuff was. I mean, uh, it was a, it was a quote from a um, from a writer from an author. Which one? That whole you thing. Know? The oh god! I didn't was... immediately recognize it, so that's positive in my book. Uh, yeah. So hold on, because I was asked about it. And uh, Clive Barker. Take, okay, cool. It's a Clive Barker quote, and it, it's horror. Like it's a horror quote, and that's horror. fine with me because it's less like that is less cliche because you're alluding, you're making an allusion to something that's not so deeply in the zeitgeist that it's it's like canonical in a over the top. It, it, well, it's, well, yeah, what I should say is like it's not as uh, popular amongst angry preteens and teenagers <laughs> which is all i'm yeah. concerned about um the revel in what you are thing from monday was interesting to me I, like that tells me that yeah maybe this is bray fighting with himself to start so yeah you're not you're not that guy you are yeah. evil you are supposed to be evil. yeah walk back from this and like i said like his his earnestness started very believable and shifted into something uncanny and, and like the way that he did it that was like still believable but like weird and to the point where it's like i don't want to criticize this guy for the way that he like emotes but it's it's strange yeah and i don't well, know that's, if that's that's, that's what it good. is that's the beauty yeah. of it it's just uncanny it's just, it's not quite like unbelievable but it's it's strange i think that there was a um how can i put this i uh with Bray, there is the the the, the interviewer that the segment that he the promo that he was cutting was real, but then turned up to eleven. Yeah, like the yeah, words the that he like, spoke, the things that he was saying, they were real things, real things that happened, absolutely. real feelings he had when he was when he was let go, and uh, and the things that people said about him uh, online, offline doesn't matter. But the way that he felt, I think a lot of that was real. And then they just turned it up to eleven so that he could do the cult leader thing, which yeah. is great. There's yes, a, there do. needs that's to be that's how you create believable characters. Yeah. You take your identity as it is and you exaggerate some characteristics. Exactly. So we'll see what happens with Bray. I get it. Some people are on the fence about it because I'm still uh, like I'm. It's, it's not a sure thing. Like exactly. I'm and I'm not fully bought in, but I'm interested in seeing where it goes. And cautiously optimistic. I just hope that they stop. Um, I, I hope they don't rely too much on nail uh, on like doing all this stuff in the background. Yeah, because like, it, it it's cool. It's cool, but it can't be the driving force behind whatever you do with this character moving forward. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure they're paying him a whole hell of a lot of money. You're going to want to maximize that screen time, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, he should be on TV. So I went to Dynamite on yeah, Wednesday. You sure uh, did. Shout out to Zach McGibbon from uh, the This Is Wrestling show on TSN 1200 in Ottawa, Canada, my hometown. Uh, sent me a message and said, hey, you want to come and hang out with me at uh, Dynamite? And I said, sure. Anything to get away from Sean Ross Sapp, who was also there. It's a good, ex good excuse. Uh, no, I had a really good time at the show. Um, I have not watched it back yet, so I don't know commentary wise how things were, but like Excellent. Renee Paquette yeah. was huge. Very good. People love that. Couldn't hear shit. Not surprised for the first at all. Hour. Yeah. 
Production on AEW shows, especially live, continues to be a big gripe of mine. But the show itself was hot. I mean, everyone there was having a blast, myself included. I had a really good time. Don't get me wrong. Um, Jungle Boy Jack Perry versus Luchasaurus was an excellent match to open up the show. Christian cut a great promo with Renee doing the uh, the intro for him. Uh, people yelling, you know, Edge is better is fantastic stuff. So mean. <laughs> but true. And uh, yeah, this is just a really good match with Jack Perry. And listen, they could have shaved a couple minutes off, but the, the finish worked for me. It was a good, good stuff. Uh, Luchasaurus winning the match. Now he's in line for a world title shot. No, I don't know that. Uh, take off the mask. <laughs> Game of black mask. It was good enough. Uh, what else happened on this show? The, the, okay. The Ethan Page thing absolutely perplexed me. So we knew that Rampage tickets were light. This is another, this is just a complaint of mine in general. They did not promote Rampage at all in terms of matches. They didn't show us in the crowd what the matches for Rampage were going to be. They didn't, they didn't promote it. They didn't do anything. They just said, come to Rampage. And we're like, but why? Well, why? <laughs> uh, so in the back, they do, uh, they do, they, they set up Isaiah Cassidy versus Ethan Page. First of all, this entire time we wanted Ethan Page versus Pac for the Atlantic Championship. We wanted that. Like Canada was like, we got to do this. And then instead of doing Matt Hardy versus Ethan Page, which is how this whole thing started last week, they said, we're going to do Cassidy and we're going to do the contracts and the freedom stuff. And I'm like, this is, you're just, you're overdoing it now. Like I got to say, I'm not clamoring to see match. Matt Hardy wrestle, but like he kind of should have just, it should have been him and Ethan in this. Like it's weird to me to have one half of a tag team. Yeah. Felt felt weird and whatever. So that so they so they do that match. They announce that match for for Rampage. Uh, Factory comes out. They do the match with War Joe. So it is what it is, you know. And then over FTR, War Joe. Like, yeah, exactly. Brian Cage comes out and FTR come out, and then they introduce uh, Sean Spears back because he's from St. Catharines, which is not too far from uh, from Toronto. Which is a huge, huge. Fine. Yeah, gets a huge <laughs> pop. Listen, we found out on Rampage that um, Sean Spears had a lot of really um really nice things to say uh about you know he explained why he was gone talked about his mom having passed away a few months ago um you know found out that he was going to be a father around the same time so like really really like a really um heartwarming and heart shattering promo at the same yeah. time um but apparently he's doing the 10 gimmick sure why not you know we got him over why not but uh, it was good to see him got a huge pop fdr got a huge pop so much that uh was it dax yeah dax gets on the mic and drops an f-bomb yeah <laughs> good sure on him. and then we do Spurs strickland versus daddy ass okay in 2022 tim we do not need to be protecting billy fucking gun no like it, this match went like one acclaim comes out big pop huge stuff good rap like very funny no it wasn't max Cass has been sitting on that rap for three that's years. fine i don't care who cares <laughs> he has just been waiting to see all of those lines that's fine it was funny I did not mind it at all. Okay. Um, but they come out, they do their thing. And that's the thing. Like, Billy Gunn has this. He doesn't need to win. He's not going to win any championships. He's old as hell. He's a manager, functionally. <laughs> like, he looks great, but he's not winning championships. Like, I thought this match was solely to get Swerve back, like, you know, into a, a str like strong position. And, like, the match was decent. It went on way longer than I thought it did, 
needed shave to. off like, five minutes and that's the a swerve wins by cheating which is like yeah i get it you gotta put swerve over as a heel but also like it makes it makes billy look like better <laughs> it's like the way that he won too it was like grabbing the ropes and then billy you know popped up at 3.1 it was yeah. i just sat there i was like what are we why because the acclaimed are over strange. the acclaimed are over billy gunn is over in a different way yeah as aside them so that they have their little catchphrase and the t-shirt and that's fine like you don't need to yeah like i said it's not like you're building uh billy gunn to take a title whereas you should be doing that with swerve as a singles competitor so, By the uh, way, Mod Mike, I'm going to bring this up. It's interesting that the Pinnacle are still together sans MJF. Well, when they go to the back with MJF and MJF gets uh, cut off by Stoke and then Stokely is told to go away, go away. How many members of the firm are there and how many members of the Pinnacle are there? So we might see we might see MJF and the Pinnacle ride again if they decide to turn MJF out of this whole storyline and then turn him back again because I don't think MJF yet. <sighs> let's go back let's let's go back because yes they can't use the stupid catchphrase anymore because that comes mark sterling my god boring storyline i hate Cliche it is all boring. hell like... i'm sorry you can't do a story that's like i bought the rights to this because i am heel lawyer x you can't use scissor me or i will sue you it's like well okay sue me it's my gimmick it's my ip Will it hold up in a court of law? Nobody knows because wrestling fans are not lawyers. No, nor is the lawyer pretending to be a lawyer. <laughs> it got heat, but I thought it was just like, it was just dumb because they yeah. did the same thing last week. With So basically the story is going to be that Mark Sterling is going to buy up all the faces IP. Like he bought varsity blondes. So now the varsity athletes are Tony Nese and uh, Josh Woods, or Josh Briggs, Josh what's yeah josh it's not josh briggs josh briggs, briggs is NXT, on nxt right? yeah. my bad um yeah niece and woods are going to be called the varsity athletes or something and i just i looked at it and i was like why are we why what does this accomplish it's dumb and that's like okay i guess that's going to be their tag championship feud Tony pretty much title versus ip that's a friggin' weird way to do it also not the wrestlers I want to see go for the tag team championships right now, given the amount of actual tag teams in AEW. They got something like five weeks until full gear. So I feel like there's going to be some time wasting in the tag division for now. Yawn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't need Tony. Nisa on my Honestly, that's my team. attitude about it too. I don't know. There's just something about the guy that just doesn't, doesn't do it for me. This did it for me. Mox and MJ. I uh, sorry, Mox and, 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 uh, Adam Hangman. Page, yeah. Uh, MJF was was in the crowd up at top, and you know what? I've, I I saw a few people talk about this, and I actually agree with the MJF showing up in the skybox. It did kind of take away from the promo because holy shit, that promo from Hangman turned really really good. Didn't yeah, start that, that way. No, it didn't. It's very funny because like it started and <laughs> it was very schmaltzy. He's just like, let me tell you. I respect the hell out of you too. <laughs> like it was just too much. So I actually shut it off and went to do some other things. And I was like, I'll watch yes. this later. I'll come back and watch this later. And I came back and watched it later. And it was like, okay, this turned into something that is actually very, very, very strong. Probably yeah. the strongest thing on dynamite. Like, and even Mox who, who normally comes in and does his shtick, he 
had he had a good amount of, of new stuff to say right yeah it wasn't like just the, pacing back and forth being like yeah. i'm a gruff man yeah and he was like he was doing callbacks he was like i, I want the kid who, who didn't hesitate to push me off of a 20-foot ladder yeah. i want the guy who next week when you have a shot to take me out you better pull the trigger stuff like that love it these yeah. are two guys top of their game very much the baby faces going after a championship that they've both won before and well currently one has it and they're they're highly sought after mm. and you've got hangman who's like just absolutely apoplectic like he is he's lost all of his friends he's a man on his own he doesn't know what the hell he's doing he just knows that he wants that title but he's and a I'm man fucking, damn it. he's a man it. It he's a man good. it was very good and, and there was really good stuff and they, they talk about the family the, that they're both married have kids yada yada it was fun um i'm i'm really looking forward they've made me invested into yeah. this match on tuesday same yeah uh and then they did the roh world championship match they did jericho and danielson so when they announced that match as happening before not the main event i knew two things were happening one Pac was about to drop that title yeah to oh yeah big never time. won the title in yeah uh the other thing was i knew jericho was going to retain and danny garcia was going to be involved in the finish and danny garcia does get involved and he blasts danielson with the title he's firmly back with jericho at least for now i still think the play is jericho and garcia where they combine the pure and roh world titles uh jericho has a tour with fozzy after full gear they're going to australia mm -hmm. So that's like out for two to three weeks type of thing. Uh, and that's that's a good amount of time, probably maybe even the rest of the year for Jericho. Yeah. I would write him off, but um, that's obviously up to him and Tony. Uh, so we'll see what they do. But I, I would combine the pure title and the and the, the, the ROH championship. I don't think you need the pure title on TV. Good match with Jericho and uh, Danielson. Yeah, very It'd be good. greater if I hadn't just seen it twice in the last month. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. But it was good. Yeah uh happy with yeah i'm fine with danielson not not turning face oh, or not I, I, and, uh danny garcia like i, I actually don't mind it I, I know everyone wants that but like I, well no what bugs me more is that they keep doing this the teasing will they yes will they yeah, yeah that track? that's annoying that's as hell annoying like i like if they just i would just wish they would just land on something with it because it's not adding much to his character right now like it really isn't so yeah. you've done the same thing over and over again so just make a decision Women's tag at 923, of course. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter versus Akara Shida and Tony Storm. So they're doing Shida and Storm, uh, Shid Storm at uh, next week's Dynamite for the interim women's championship. Great tag team match, by the it's way. Got a different, different <laughs> ring from Thunderstorm. Yeah, well, <laughs> this whole build has been kind of a Shid Storm. So it, it has, it has. Yeah. Uh, good good match. Like, really good match. match. Yeah. yeah. Shida gets the victory over Baker. So, uh, again, but the crowd was really into it, by the way. They were, they yeah. really enjoyed this tag match. And I was really happy to see that because. You know, we've seen on Dynamite, if you run in that quarter six, people are out getting merch, they're getting drinks, they're not paying attention. Um, Ratings-wise, I didn't look how it did in the ratings, but regardless, I the crowd didn't. was there. <laughs> the crowd was there for it, so I really enjoyed that. And in the main event, I saw them wheeling out the giant confetti cannons by me while I, where I was sitting. Production. <laughs> Production. Pac and Orange Cassidy have a really, really fun match, one-on-one -on -one for the All-Atlantic Championship. Uh, Orange Cassidy wins. People were really into it. After the match, uh, Cassidy's like, I don't like carrying things, so I'm going to need someone to bring me my backpack. Out comes Chris Statlander, still very much wearing yeah, yeah. her uh, her knee brace. knee brace and everything. A really nice moment, though. Nice to see Chris back and uh, just with her friends. They did a nice little thing. People were expecting Tony to come out, so he does come out. He doesn't say anything. 
uh, he said something before the show went live. Okay. But Tony came out and uh, he just kind of like applauded everyone, hugged Chris as she was kind of coming back and Orange Cassidy was still at the bottom of the ramp, you know, shaking hands and taking photos with fans. Uh, Tony ran down the ramp and like gave Orange Cassidy a big hug and people were chanting Tony and he was like, no, no, no. Like he was kind of going back up the ramp and like not not looking back at the crowd, but just being like, no, no, pay attention to him, which I, I like that. I, I yeah, thought that was yeah, really classy of Tony Khan not to like take his wrestlers, you know, thunder. He wanted he wanted people to be really happy for Orange Cassidy. So uh, that was a nice little moment for for OC. That's good. All in all, it's a fun show. I enjoyed going live. I didn't enjoy the stupid uh, the, the production issues. That's just things they got to fix and not make themselves look, you know, second rates because they yeah, can't. They, sure. they, they're much better than that. Well, what you didn't hear that I would say is uh, not second rate was they had the A commentary team for Toronto. It was Excalibur, Taz and, uh, and Shivani. And that is like just what it should be, period. Like, that's a good three man. I did. I really like listen to it. The one complaint about that is they kept saying standing room only because <laughs> it wasn't a sellout and they were selling standing room only. They and they sold just, standing room only. Chris. They just, they just kept saying it. And I was like, you want to mention it once? Fine. But like, they're hanging from the rafters. Like, just stop saying it over and over again. Cause like, sellout is impressive. It's also not a big place. Like, being from here, knowing what venue they're running, not a big venue. So, yeah, 7,500. That's pretty much the cap there. You can fit 9,000 if you really cram them in. But uh, again, they, they had good show two nights in a row. Uh, I will shout this out. If you want to watch some good Canadian talent, watch Dark Elevation. Uh, and I think Dark too, because they taped it before Dynamite. I'm uh, sorry, before Rampage. One thing that was great, they did Jody Threat versus Athena. Mm. And that match was so good that they ran Athena versus Alexia Nicole, who some people might know, but more people know Jody because here on Fightful, Sean will always talk about it. Anyway, uh, I really hope that people will go watch the match because everyone was firmly behind the Canadian talent and Athena had to work a heel style. That was really entertaining. So go check that out. Um, I think that's about it for my experience. Overall, Dynamite Live was fun. Uh, There was some booking stuff that is always, I'm just like, "Mm, why are we doing this? But uh, it was good. Yeah. Hey, you want to you wanna get out of here? Yeah. Do the thing. All right. You can find me at Tim Stone P. T-I-M-B. S-T-O-N-E-P. Twitter. Instagram. Did you have to look at your at your lower third there? No. I just, Are you lying? I lying. I didn't have to look at it. I had to think about it. Because <laughs> I forgot where I was. Because I was going so slow. Normally, <laughs> I, I blitz through it. Uh, it's Fightful Overbook. We drop content every day. We're always looking for content, too. So uh, let's talk. Tim and Joel Call in the Ring is every Sunday at noon Eastern here on this channel. I am at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Looking forward to dropping interviews with Wardlow and Giselle Shaw from Greektown Wrestling. By the way, thank you, Greektown Wrestling, for having us again. We'll be back in December. But for you guys, we'll be back next week with a new show. Till then, ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, enjoy the rest of your weekend and enjoy I don't know, football or whatever. Cheers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.